Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hola, estamos los protomenes. Estás escuchando al El Nerdy Show. Gracias. Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom. From comics and video games to science and technology, if it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm John. In this episode of Nerdy Show, we're going to talk all about Iron Man 3. It is only just now, May 3rd, we caught a early but not very early showing of Iron Man and uh, we've literally just seen it. It's quite late at night, aka early in the morning. Yeah. And so, and we're going to talk about it. However, we will maintain a spoiler-free discussion. For hold on, hold on, hold on. It was a very good movie. It was possibly the best Iron Man and mm-hmm. among the best Marvel movies that, mm-hmm. that has been made. Mm-hmm. And you should go see it. Mm-hmm. And thus ends our spoiler-free discussion. <laughs> <laughs> But from this point on, if you haven't seen Iron Man 3 and don't want it spoiled, then please don't proceed. It's for your own good. It's really something that is hard to discuss without involving spoilers, so that is the end of the spoiler section. Yep. And now the spoilers begin. Thanos, man. man. What about that guy? Man, when, when Mandarin turned out to be Thanos, <laughs> I was like, oh, all the, the rings are infinity gems, am I right? <laughs> that didn't happen. But man, the Mandarin, holy shit. That was the big twist, right? That was the thing that everyone going to this movie, they're like, there's this twist. And a lot of people were, you know, divided about it. Like, that was it, right? The Mandarin is not... I guess so. I mean, honestly, Adam, Adam, uh, just to, for anybody who's tuning in and doesn't know who Adam is, Adam runs Geekrest, a media pop culture comics news site. He's on our A Comic Show episodes with Aaron and I. Yep. And John, of course, our SciTech correspondent. So the Mandarin, where were we? Uh, it's late uh, at night. I apologize. No, no, that's, yeah, that was so a big twist. That's what I mean. People were saying things. Were yes. they saying things? Well, they were saying like there's this big twist and no, no one knew like how to feel about what it was. And I, I, I had no idea it was going to be this. I mean, we're talking spoilers, right? Right. Yeah. The Mandarin is not the Mandarin per se. Right. Ben he, Kingsley, when you see him in all the promos, that's not the villain. He's a figurehead. And the exact opposite. Oh, he's the most comedic character in the movie almost. Yeah. His 
uh, you know, quite frankly, parody worthy voice. It was a stupid voice, <laughs> and they they make fun of it in the movie. Yeah, they were just trolling everyone. Yep. I think the people who were upset, and I understand it, are the people who wanted to see the Mandarin. They wanted to see the yeah. comic book Mandarin, or at least some form of it on the big screen. Yeah, they didn't get that. But as far as a plot device to move the movie and make a strong story, it was good. It was mm-hmm. great. And Marvel's inner circle of circles, keeping this a secret. Ugh. They did a good job. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I mean, I, I know a thing about uh, the upcoming Star Trek film that I wish I didn't know. Really? Thanks to people saying stuff, and I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not even going to get into it, but I know a thing, and yeah. I don't want to know a thing. And I don't even, like I was saying, I don't even read these things, right. but I know it, <laughs> and I regret that. And this Mandarin thing, man, lid on tight. Very, right? very cool. You know, Iron Patriot was never at any point really Iron Patriot. He was an instrument of evil. Right. But, uh, I mean, not that I expected Norman Osborn to pop out and be all like, Iron Patriot, bitches. <laughs> it's a new identity for James Rhodes. The movie in general, I mean, wow. It's sampled from some of the greatest Iron Man stories of the last decade. Yeah. Both the stuff Warren Ellis did in Extremis and the stuff that uh, the Knopfs did uh, mm-hmm. shortly thereafter around the Civil War time. Right. When they elaborated on the Extremis plot. Really just great. All around wonderful story right and easily the most uh complex and true to iron man story that has happened in the film so far Mm -hmm. you said i mean it was one of the best in the trilogy so far i mean the origin story is always strong origin story is always a go-to you know good tale to tell but this one totally dwarfed the sequel yeah like i don't even remember it now yeah, Iron Man 2, despite Sam Rockwell being awesome and some cool scenes was, you know, sadly, yeah. it was it was forgettable. It was fun, but one of the biggest problems with the Iron Man films has been a weak villain. Great actors playing the villains, but the overall premise has always been weak. And this one was very personal, very hands-on, and exciting. They learned from every misstep they ever made. Not they really ever made any huge missteps, but they played their strengths. Right. One of the things, and I think in a large part, it was due to the way that they edited together the trailers, but there were a lot of comparisons early on to Iron Man 3 and the most recent Batman film, because they have terrorist subplots and mm-hmm. they have a, a villain with a weird voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they, they were getting compared a lot, and I think they're extremely different, and I, I don't see there's any real reason to compare the two, because you know Christopher Nolan is, was attempting to make some degree of pop art film, Yeah, and Iron Man's just plain fun. I mean, some bad stuff happens to Tony, but he never gets too low. And even though you should see him crushed some of the time, I think what they've realized is that Iron Man is strongest (laughs) when he's kicking ass. Yeah. Everyone just wants to see Tony Stark kick ass. And so that's what they deliver constantly. You know, he'll get down for a little bit, but then he'll he'll kick ass and he'll say something funny and they could fill a whole film with him talking smack to children. I think it's funny that you say it's Tony Stark kicking ass because it's literally him not in the suit for like 80% of the movie. He's in a sweatshirt, you know, jumping over walls of palaces and firearms and blowing shit up as Tony. Yeah. Not as Iron Man. And they don't even really harp on it. It just kind of happens. I mean, at the very end and the very beginning, too, he keeps saying, you know, I am Iron Man. So he doesn't need to don the suit anymore to play the hero. He's just going all out. That was cool. You know, it would be easy enough for them to just be like, you know, we're we're telling an Iron Man story and we're going to complete the trilogy, whatever that means, like they had a concept (laughs) for a trilogy. And no, I mean, like he's suffering from PTSD. That's really cool. I mean, he's fucked up. He is a shaky leaf this entire movie. He gets over it, but he kind of doesn't fully get over it. No. (laughs) 
That's smart. I like yeah. I like seeing him that week. And I, vulgar. I, I, I also like how they didn't go overboard with the tech, though, because in the second one, he literally builds a particle accelerator to create an entire <laughs> new type of matter like yeah, in his right. basement for shits, which, you know, he's Tony Stark. And yeah, I mean, in the comic books, extremists, he actually recodified the entire like virus that it was supposed to actually really be mm. in like five minutes while the chick went away to, I don't know, take a piss or something, Yeah, which, you know, was classic Tony Stark, but also like unbelievable just beyond any sort of sanity in this one of course instead you know he like oh shit i need something you know i need i need tools right so he just goes to the hardware store just picks up you know a laundry list of shit and puts it together to make believable completely believable weapons to face off against armed guards just you know for shits no problems john how do you feel about the the tech in this iron man there was a lot of varying degrees of it for example the the homemade defense systems that he created as well as um, a way more elaborate augmented reality interface and um, the way the armor communicates with his body and all that. Especially taking from Extremis, it was sort of weird because, you know, in Extremis, the comic, he's actually supposed to have the, the virus have completely remade himself to where he's like got technology embedded within himself, truly. Right. But, but it's through like this ultra advanced biotech direct stimulation kind of stuff. And instead, it starts off with him, like not with extremists at all. He's just literally injecting like probes into his arm or whatever to gain control over the suit. Minus the fact that obviously having a flying faceplate is kind of a, a weird, you know, I mean, it's almost more for a comedic angle. You know, where the hell does he get all the energy from, right? Like, w- what is any of that? But, you know, we'll, we'll let some of that slide. I, if anything, I think that probably the most unbelievable thing that happens is, is the fact that he's gone up to Mark 42 and what we can only imagine is like a year. So he's gone through like, you know, 40 of them. He's on a, like Mark 3, right? In the second one or something like that. Even if I'm off by like 3 or 4 or 5, right. it would still be like... I mean, But then they established that, yeah. that Tony has been, for this entire duration between Iron Man 2 and, and 3, or at least between Avengers and now, developing a whole armory of Iron Man suits due to some kind of sleeplessness, nervous tick. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, literally, he's going through, I mean, how many, right? 40 suits. 40 cakes. What? <laughs> my point about it though is tony's actually like controlling the suit with a brain communication interface which is really really cool and that's existing tech today within reason you know the size of it isn't really believable how small it is on his head that kind of stuff but nonetheless we are working on having chimps be able to remote control limbs from across the atlantic and all this other related stuff with prosthesis and that kind of stuff so the fact that tony could effectively wire in and remotely control this battle suit from anywhere isn't really that unbelievable i mean it makes perfect sense it's got all these robots him being inside of it doesn't really matter and it's kind of rare to see movies actually go to the links and and have everything come together in a believable way it's basically this today is moving so fast that most people to create plots that even make sense anymore have to deliberately limit themselves So you might wind up with, you know, omnipotent AIs that aren't capable of seeing the entire picture, which is completely bullshit because, you know, they are the picture. If it's an AI, if it's a, if it's to say a world enslaving AI. If it were a world enslaving AI, you know, you'd expect that it would know and be able to see through all the drones eyes all the time. And 
shit, I don't know, if you've already proved that a piece of technology happens to be remote controllable, why it would, wouldn't why, like let, you know, uh, I don't know, the ultimate evil against itself sort of, you know, take control. Why wouldn't you see all the angles? All the angles all the time. It'd just right. be like, oh shit, no, this is a bad idea. Let me just stop that right there. Let me just crash this thing into the ground and put an end to it. Right. Nope. I'm going to let him into my gates. But that's another story it for is. another time. <laughs> One of the weirdest things is the way they wrapped it up. I mean, like the whole film, the pacing was good. The the balance of drama and comedy was really sharp the whole time. And then it, it wrapped really quickly and yeah. it did a lot of surprising things. Like, um, for example, the arc reactor in his chest was not a plot point throughout the film. And then magically at the end, he's like, and you know what? He doesn't even really give you enough of a voiceover to really explain how he's able to come to this. But he actually has the shrapnel removed. Right. And that was a complete non-issue in the film. The arc reactor on his chest is iconic branding that they sell a lot of t-shirts based yeah, around. And they get rid of it. Yeah. They, they get rid of it without it meaning anything or without them properly explaining it. I can no prize it in that, well, maybe Tony actually wanted to have that weakness. And he so he allowed himself to not think about actually fixing it in right. the way that he would or maybe tony finally had the epiphany because he's tony stark and there's nothing he can't solve sometimes he just needs a little bit more time and right. or maybe some of the extremist tech gave him an idea maybe so there too yeah but there was a lot of because unanswered that, questions that was what he was end. working on of course since pots kind of got jacked up at, at the end of the film he does the clean slate operation he destroys all the suits that's fine that doesn't feel wrong i mean not like oh my god is iron man not yeah. gonna come back he just yeah. wasted right? millions and millions um, of dollars i'm not worried about the future of iron man i'm like okay well he's got his buggy ass 42 suit is dead but you know what it was a success and once he gets a fully operational one that's all he needs he doesn't need the other crap no big deal okay he's got the arc reactor out of his chest that's weird okay pepper is infected with extremists and is super powered now they didn't resolve that at all yeah. we don't know if she still has extremists or if he actually removed he's kind of like don't worry i'll make you a drink when we get home and you'll be fine but w- would we- you fix your uh, wife girlfriend thing from being a superhero basically like well, pepper kicking ass was absolutely great yeah whereas in most cases the love story element of the superhero film is always mega frustrating Oof, yeah like really really bad the pepper pot story has been great one of the things that i really loved in the comics that happened a couple years ago was when uh pepper became rescue tony gave her her own iron man armor and mm-hmm. uh Though it was kind of lame to be all like, well, obviously because she's a woman, then she will be a protector and her name will be Rescue. Um, (laughs) On the other hand, the way that they wrote the character and had Pepper dealing with the responsibility of having that armor on during the situation at hand in the comics, that was really cool dynamic. And I think seeing her as a a reluctant hero, but kind of getting off on the power is great. And you Mm -hmm. see a hint of that here, and I hope it doesn't go away. Yeah, I like that the villain has an ambiguous death because mm-hmm. i think the way that they developed aim in this film was very exciting yes and if we don't see like i was thinking to myself during the film i was like my god if they get rid of aim if they like do away with aim 100 percent, they will be missing out on the coolest thing that they could have as a universe-wide problem for these films and they didn't even scratch the surface no i mean you just basically saw the branding of the name and he mentions that they got money and they're think tanking projects but Aim's coming back. Yeah, and you know I I don't need the the yellow suits or anything. No, I don't want I mean, the B suits. But what what they got right here, it's strong. <laughs> and if that guy, man, if he you know if he goes all Modoc or something, <laughs> I mean I don't you know or whatever a cool version of Modoc would be. Right. Go for it. So let's talk about extremists in brief a little bit. If you haven't ever read extremists, it's by Warren Ellis. It's one of the defining Iron Man bodies of work for the last quarter century, and it's really deep. And it's actually it it's actually pretty much what they went to retell his origin story in the mm-hmm. first movie. That modernized, you know, alcoholic, but I mean they went to that the extremist pretty much. Yeah. 
when you're infected with it, you literally turn into a husk. And then you crack out of that and you're just like hiked up crazy. I mean, it has Iron Man going like one to one against these guys and losing. And it was only when he jacked himself up with a modified version of Extremis and basically became, you know, faster reaction time, like a perfect seamlessness between him and the suit that he was actually able to finally beat them back. So, I mean, you know, pretty heavy. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stuff. Another thing that's, you know, kind of like left open is we see the woman responsible for extremists get shot, but she just sort of crawls away and you never really see her again holding extremists in her hands of course like she could easily jack herself up possibly you know refill the the bullet holes right she doesn't have to die from that if i remember correctly like her name maya stuck out in my mind i believe she was a a component of all the extremist related stories am i right yeah no i I think she even comes up later in director of shield right like basically her and tony are like you know just fucking yeah that's what i thought i remembered yeah she's both in the warnell story and uh the noffs uh uh, i believe a father-son writing team they they took over uh just after or just before civil war you know like they've had bigger names on the books uh, since then, but they did some of my favorite Iron Man material. We'll link to where you can actually pick up these books if you want to see the stories we're talking about specifically on this episode's page. It'd be kind of interesting if they went director of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Iron Man. Well, they, what, what a crazy-ass time I mean, that would be, right? like, The next big problem is, is Thanos, and, so, and you're already talking Civil War. <laughs> I, mean. I hope they bring Extremis back up with S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want to see them tackle this problem or just add a couple more notes to it. You know, they've got AIM. They've yeah. got Hydra. Right. If they put a little bit more time into developing Hydra in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, I feel like with this film, they did enough with AIM for me to be like, AIM could just show up and say, hey, we're AIM and we're a problem. And I'd be like, oh my God, that's awesome. Hydra, because they're mostly a World War II problem, still has a lot of proving to do. Now, I think, of course, in Winter Soldier, we could see more of that. Wasn't AIM pretty much just an offshoot of Hydra? Like, wasn't it, it came out of the same people? Yeah, they, they have some, uh, some shared history. Mm-hmm. They are not partners, you know. Right, right. If, if they are partners, they're reluctant partners. Yeah. They got some very different ideas on how to do things. Yes. And how many movies are they actually coming out with this year alone? Because, I mean, I know Thor 2 is, like, coming out, and, like, there's even, I, I like, the Wolverine movie, and well, I feel like there's even another one. Well, I mean, of course, if it's not something that was featured in the Avengers, it's not actually Marvel Studios. Well, of course. But, admittedly, the Wolverine looks like a really good movie. It looks like that. I ain't getting my hopes up, but it looks really good. Yeah. What's exciting to me about the new Thor movie is that um, it seems like it's from the trailer and the trailer doesn't show much. You don't even know who the fucking bad guy is. 
and again, I don't, I don't read the papers, so I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know. I don't, I don't know who the that's, villain that's is. Malekith, baby. What? Malekith. What's that? I don't know. He's one of the realms. Okay. He's the dark world. There you go. He is a realm, <laughs> apparently, an oh. entire realm. Okay. A big deal. Well, good. Okay. Marvel now, you know, they'll be bringing him back into the comics, no so doubt. you can catch up. There you go. <laughs> My favorite parts of the previous Thor film was everything that happened in uh, any place that wasn't Midgard. Uh, <laughs> so this looks like it's all set in Asgard and the other realms, so yeah. I'm all for it. No problems here. As long as they get rid of Natalie Portman or just downplay her, super. No one wants to see the Thor romance. I hope Natalie Portman <laughs> dies in that film. I hope she dies right away. There's a, there's a shot in the trailer where Thor's on his knees and he's like, no! And I'm oh, like, oh, oh please, please, please die. It'll be the entire thing. It'll I, just be him staring at her dreamily, her staring oh, back, ugh, questioning. Don't even say that. But together, but apart. But I, I do think that is it for this year, right? Like uh, Winter Soldier, the Captain America sequel doesn't come out until next year, right? Yeah, as far as Marvel, yeah. Oh. Got Superman, you know. Yeah, could be good. We'll find yeah. out. I'm one of the few, I'm one of the few people who who stands behind uh, Zack Snyder being a halfway decent director. Yeah, me too. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, closing thoughts on Iron Man three. I thought it was great. The ending was too much of a wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bruce Banner after the credits ending that yeah. was that was cute. Not what I was expecting. You see, know? Now that's one thing that I actually did hear on the internet before I went into the movie. Yeah. Like I saw like even the line for line what that was. Had no idea the Mandarin was just going to be you know, a patsy in the movie, but I knew the dialogue so, from the so post-credits scene. I just, I can't get over how brilliant the Mandarin thing was. Yeah, I think I it's mean, one of the biggest strengths of this movie. You have a, a chance to kind of feel it out before they officially reveal it. When I saw the teleprompter in the room, I was mm. like, that doesn't, right. this seems like more of a setup than, yeah. than I'd expect. But then even still, you don't really realize the extent of it when Ben Kingsley is just a drugged up drunk <laughs> asshole. The action scenes are so much like, I remember Iron Man 2, I felt like, man, they just got all these CGI suits zipping around it's really hard to focus on anything not a problem this time uh the skydiving sequence brilliant oh yeah so well done a nice tribute to florida's long history of um stacking people when they're water skiing (laughs) (laughs) among other things (laughs) one quick thing i'll throw in just because you brought up that scene and i thought it really impressed me the 3d of this movie was great Mm. i didn't mind the 3d at all i kind of forgot i was watching it most of the time but it did i mean it's just hit i mean that's good you don't want to notice you know the the, those scenes that okay that was for 3d you want it to be subtle and i there were so many times where 20 minutes would go by i'm like oh that's right i'm watching a 3d movie but i've i've been in it you know Mm -hmm. I, i was convinced so they did a great job yeah, I honestly God didn't even remember those 3D like pretty much the entire time after like probably the first 10 minutes. But other than that, it was just completely seamless. Follow the mullet ladies. The flashback sequence it opened with, it was great. Seeing Happy have sort of a bigger role, a more important role in the film. Like he wasn't in much of it, but it still... They used his character more. Yeah, and I, you know, all the other films enabled this film. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of those live up to how good this movie is. Right. And this movie definitely grows off how good those films are. Shane Black's baby. And and the kid wasn't annoying. Kid was fun. Kid was fine. Kids in comic book movies, you could go one Man. or two ways yeah. very fast. And it, it was fun. Start calling him a pussy. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, they're connected. Really, really great. Iron Man 3, really great. And um, we'll uh, start up a spoilerific board on the Nerdy Show forums where you can uh, talk about all this crazy shit and any theories you have about where this is going to go for the Avengers. I guess, you know, one last closing discussion is I heard that uh, there's 
a chance that this might be the last Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man film. I mean, it's at the very end of the film, after their wonky James Bond-esque credits, it said, Tony Stark will return. I was joking. I'm like, Robert Downey Jr. won't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so ambiguous. post credit sequence, you know, notwithstanding, it ends with him saying, I am Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're going to turn your back on that? Or, <laughs> I mean, we can't pay you enough money? I mean, they got jo- they got Johnny Depp in Pirates 4. He, was- he didn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's walking away from it yet. Yeah, we'll, no. we'll, we'll see. Uh, certainly they can offer him some kind of a figure, but if the movies were, were getting worse, like like most movies do when they hit their third, like he, you actors can tell they, they lose faith in the people behind the production. The people are only getting stronger. So, yeah. I mean, this movie did kind of save his... I understand <laughs> an actor's need to not want to be pigeonholed in a role, but I mean, the problem is he defined this character as being... Only very, very, very subtly, not Robert Downey Jr. Anybody else who plays this character, if it's in the same universe, right. would have to be doing a Robert Downey Jr. impersonation. They, in many ways, closed the door on some aspects of Iron Man. Like, in, in the wrap-up, it was kind of like, well, it's done now. As though they needed to say it was done. As though a third film really means anything anymore. They kind of put some things to bed for seemingly no reason, and I hope it's not just because they're losing their lead actor who is irreplaceable. Mm. We'll end up with a the George Lazenby of superhero films, you know? <laughs> Who, who's going to be that guy? Uh, God help us all. Regardless of what's coming, I have faith in Marvel. They've done a great job. They're not going to let us down. And if they do, it will be crushing. <laughs> It'll be absolutely <laughs> devastating. And uh, and DC for maybe the first time ever will be like might take the reins for a little bit. But honestly, I don't. I don't think they. I do not think they have it in them. Even if Superman kicks ass, it still won't save face. But anyway, uh, guys, we're a listener-funded podcast. You make this show possible, and thank you so much for doing it. April was a great month. We met our monthly support goal and the bare bones money we need to uh, keep the show running and all of our shows in the Nerdy Show Network. So thank you so much. Before April ended, we had uh, two nice people send us some notes. Cork, who was very, very generous, I can't stress that enough, said, just because I love you guys. And Durafago said, figured if I pay you guys enough, you'll pronounce my name correctly. Durafago. Keep up the good work, guys. Love the latest Pokeballs of Steelix. I'm sorry for saying your name wrong for so long, man. You know, I- I've been pronouncing it Durafago. It's spelled that way in my defense, but Durafago. I like the mighty Durafago, which trampled small lizards in the Crustaceous period. I'm no paleontologist, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Dr. Alan Grant. <laughs> I am not a paleontologist. Anyway, back in March, one of our supporters, Garrier, his contribution pushed us over a $100 mark, and so he earned a microsode. However, he wanted to play a little game. And so, Garrier offered up his microsode to anyone in April who supported the show who didn't themselves earn a microsode. And we have a winner. He rolled his digital die, and it randomly chose Donovan Steyer. And Donovan Steyer, he's got a cool microsode selection. He says, for the topic, I'd like to hear some of the Nerdy Crew's stories about finding ways to well and truly break games, video or otherwise, infinite combos and magic, making completely unstoppable characters in RPGs, finding spots in the game world that make your character fly at light speed, stuff like that. That shall be the topic of a microsode, and it's an awesome one. He also said, again, I want to thank you guys for consistently putting out tons of great content. Hopefully in the future, I can buy some microsodes of my own. Thanks so much, Donovan. And again, thanks to everybody who contributes to the show. If you contribute to the show, we send you cool perks in your email. We have something new every month. And every time you guys help us meet one of our goals, we add something on. Last month, for example, we started with a reading of some very, very, very not safe for work, 18 and up only, please, 
fan fiction, some Star Trek Voyager fan fiction made us very uncomfortable to read. Against our better judgment, we put that out there. That was a support perk. And then when we passed the goal, $300 goal passed, we added on outtakes from our Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell episode with uh, Casper Kelly and Dave Willis from Adult Swim. Some extra stuff with them and us. And this month, May 2013, we have about six minutes of outtakes from the recording session for our episode about SimCity and E3 where there were some tangents that did not fit in the episode. They did not pertain to the discussion, and they were very distracting. So (laughs) if you want to hear about Brandon's bar mitzvah... (laughs) (laughs) He had one? Yes, he did. He read from the holy book, and... I don't believe it. I don't believe any of it. It happened. Holy Uh, shit. There there were witnesses. Uh, The story unfolds in this (laughs) this outtake session. If only I had a recording of it, then maybe we'd offer that up too. But I wonder if somebody does, though. They have to. It has to exist. You know what? You're right. But I don't know how we're going to get it. We have to raid his parents' house. mm, uh, But uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. And uh, if you like what we do, only a dollar and you get some cool stuff in the mail. That's all you got to send. Every little bit helps. And um, also, one last thing, to fans of our comics-based programming on Nerdy Show, especially ones who follow Atomic Robo, we just this past weekend put out a brand new Atomic Robo Nuts and Bolts for the free comic book day issue for free comic book day 2013 it also covers the digital exclusive atomic robo two-fisted tales so special saturday edition of atomic robo already out as of you hearing this go check it out we'll link to it on this episode's page or you can go to nerdyshow.com slash atomic robo go see iron man talk to us on the forums and uh we got more cool stuff coming up some state of the empire long overdue nerdy show book club and uh we'll see you soon thanks for listening bye i'm cap i'm adam bye bye john And taking us out, we've got an oldie for you. And if you're playing the Nerdy Show drinking game, which doesn't yet exist, get ready to drink, because this is a track by Adam Warrock. I know. I know, we play him all the time. All the damn time, but hey. Dude wrote a track called Iron Man, and it's from his 2010 album, The West Coast Avengers Mixtape. It's a rad track, the subject's appropriate. What the hell else are we supposed to do? Take a goddamn drink. Y'all don't really wanna rock with this Cause it's sort of like fighting an apocalypse Call me Mr. Sinister as I administer genetic material That I have your superpowers diminishing with a ziggy ziggy And I'm wrecking this hip hop Over dope tracks and you know that it's so hot Cause even Tony Stark couldn't figure it out Every rhyme per millisecond as I'm spitting it out And the people asking at him when they album drop And so I had to drop a mixtape to get him to stop And just in case you thought that I could only do the East Coast seas, I dropped against the rap side with these And if I had to choose a coast, I got to choose the East I live this side, but you can visit anytime But that don't mean a rapper can't slang with the West Rap and get Bang, bang in the west oh, yes. So mic check Cause I can go on for days And when I grip the mic The crowd is yelling out Flame on Cause it's sick of the same style The same song Bring the noise Fuck the tap toes Like Savion I'm way beyond a rap About attacking a brother Too old for this shit So you can call me Danny Glover And I gotta leave the weapon When I speak in my piece And I choose to use it Only for good So you can breathe Welcome to the west coast Avengers I'm here to take your ass On another adventure We're strong enough To save the world From evil intentions And Iron Man is here To make your ass assemble Welcome to the west coast Avengers I'm here to take your ass On another adventure We're strong enough to Take the world from evil intentions And Iron Man is here to make your ass assemble Hey bro, thanks for listening to Nerdy Show Nerdy Show is made possible by A Comic Shop, Nerdapalooza 
and the generous support of listeners like you. Uh, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by, like, telling a friend and rating and reviewing us on iTunes or making a contribution to our monthly support drives, right? Uh, any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com slash support to chip in, you know? For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programming, community forums, videos, like articles, and like more, like you head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all our totally tubular Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. <laughs> Yay! Hold on a second. We gave them a spoiler alert for Iron Man. That's not a spoiler alert for every film in theaters currently. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 